Hello and welcome to the Wednesday, February 14th, 2024 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. It's Patch Tuesday, so we got a bunch of patches to talk about today, not just Microsoft. But of course, we'll start with Microsoft. We got patches for a total of 80 different vulnerabilities. Five of them are critical and two have already been exploited. Now, the two exploited vulnerabilities are sort of similar in scope. One is an internet shortcut file security feature bypass and the other one, a Windows smart screen security feature bypass vulnerability. The problem here is that a user may download, uh, maybe offered, a piece of malware and when they're trying to execute it they're not properly being warned that this is a file they downloaded from the internet we had numerous similar vulnerabilities before among the critical vulnerabilities uh, there are two that also are sort of deja vu like vulnerabilities one a microsoft exchange server elevation of privilege vulnerability and then an outlook remote code execution vulnerability both are related to ntlm hashes that are being leaked here the first one the microsoft exchange server uh, vulnerability has a cvss score of 9.8 which of course in particular given that it's described as a privilege escalation vulnerability it's quite high, but what it really is all about is this NTLM hash relay vulnerability that can be exploited to authenticate as any user there where you manage to actually relay the NTLM hash. Similar for the Microsoft Outlook remote code execution vulnerability, this allows an attacker, even in Office protected view, to then open a document in editing mode rather than protected mode and the attacker as it states here could craft a malicious link that bypasses the protected view protocol also then leading to leaking ntlm credentials and remote code execution so cvs score for both of these vulnerabilities is 9.8 And while no exploit is apparently available yet for these vulnerabilities, I think exploitation is pretty much a given based on the nature of the vulnerabilities. And I've got an interesting vulnerability in the bind and unbound name servers. Uh, These uh, two name servers share some code, so not really a big surprise that they're suffering from a similar vulnerability here. It's just a denial of service vulnerability, but given the large market share of uh, these name servers, it's certainly something to pay attention to and patches have been made available. These vulnerabilities are triggering uh, excessive CPU load on the DNS server with a response containing specific DNS sec signed data. So as the server then attempts to verify the signatures, well, that's where the denial of service happens. There are a total of actually four different vulnerabilities. One is the probably easiest to exploit uh, one that uh, does cause the excessive cpu load there are also others and i think that just affects bind here that cause essentially a crash of uh, the server and then also a third one that really just affects some of uh, the cache garbage collection 
Verifying digital signatures is not easy, in particular sort of at the high transaction speed and rate that you see in DNS servers. So this is not a huge surprise here, but definitely if you do have a DNS resolver bind or unbound, then you probably want to update quickly. A link to the original press release. Don't really quite like some of the hype in that press release, but it's sort of the best original source for this vulnerability. And then as typical for Patch Tuesday, we got a few sort of miscellaneous vulnerabilities. Zoom fixed a privilege escalation vulnerability in its desktop client with a CVSS score of 9.6. And QNAP released updates for its network storage appliances. There is a little bit of controversy here between QNAP's assessment of the vulnerability and Palo Alto, who originally reported the vulnerability. Palo Alto writes that last November they saw exploit traffic that target QNAP devices that uh, is sort of consistent uh, with this vulnerability, but didn't directly exploit it. So they kind of assess that this is a vulnerability that's essentially already being exploited, or at least exploit attempts have been seen against it, which QNAP doesn't state. And QNAP is more sort of saying that, hey, uh, this is a difficult to exploit vulnerability. Part of it is a particular CGI script that is left behind if you installed the device. When you originally received the device, you're going through an install procedure. That's sort of where the CGI script is being used. Apparently, it's supposed to be deleted uh, after the install is completed and hasn't been properly deleted. So uh, that's really sort of what this vulnerability is all about. Probably best to patch it, but I realize that it can be something a little bit complex to apply these QNAP patches if a bunch of other systems and such are depending on these appliances. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.